Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Manaman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms for the latest news and notes and baseball content from the tri-state area. Find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Manaman on Twitter. Hello. This is Donna Hirsch with New Eagle Insurance, proud sponsor of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. New Eagle Insurance is an independent agency offering several carriers for home, auto, and recreational vehicles, as well as business insurance. This allows us to customize your coverages and offer a competitive premium. Let us step up to the plate and knock it out of the park. Call New Eagle Insurance today at 563-582-5834. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and we are here for our first weekly update for the 2023 high school baseball season. As always, this episode would not be possible if it was not for the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Great sponsors. We got Dugout Sports in Fairfax, Iowa. Train where the pros from Iowa train. Two great insurance companies stepping up to the plate with our New Eagle Insurance and Nolan Weber Insurance. Tyler Ernson, semi-pro baseball player and manager from Holy Cross, and Genuine Landscape and Design is his business. And lastly, Foley Distributing. Check out those great sponsors, and don't forget to patronize them. We have a guest host stepping in. I did ask a high school player to join me on the podcast. He politely declined. Felt a little uncomfortable coming on to the show. So we're going to welcome the unstoppable one from Dyersville, Iowa, Elise Ungs. Elise and I are currently working on some things we hope to announce shortly. Once my umpiring schedule opens up and her and I can connect to finalize some things. Elise, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself. Hey, um, thank you so much for having me on. I actually think it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise that that player could not come on this week because I'm definitely a longtime listener and follower of the Dubuque Area Sports or Baseball Podcast, and I'm a first-time uh, guest. I A little bit about me, I'm a former student athlete from Beckman Catholic High School where I played varsity basketball, track, soccer, and softball. I also attended Loris College in Dubuque, so I stayed in the area and stayed very active in watching area sports when I was able. Right now I have four kids, um, two of them are still in elementary school, and then I do have two at Beckman Catholic this fall where I coach junior high boys and girls basketball, and I just finished my first season as the assistant varsity girls soccer coach, um, and even though like sports are completely in my blood baseball has always been in my heart which may have led to me marrying a current ghost player um 
Dyersville Whitehawk and former student athlete, uh, state champion pitcher, Matt Ungs. Um, if you don't know him, you may know his older brother, Nick Ungs, who co now coaches at Iowa. And as far as the title of everyone's favorite coach, I may be coming for that in the future voting polls. <laughs> You know, I that there's a lot of hyperbole that comes with that. I was not a very well liked coach. I was not very well liked at all by players, families, opposing teams. But um, six o'clock practices in the morning will will do that. But we we will have a disagreement over that. That is something I am never giving up. But I do want to plug and some episodes that are out right now. If you haven't checked out the preseason all debut team and preseason awards, check those out. We also have semi-pro and high school season previews that are out right now and doing well. So Elise and I, I noticed her account, it was all baseball and I was new to Instagram and I kept on getting all these things in my feed about baseball and it was this Elise Ung's lady. So I, I gave her a follow Baseball-themed wedding, baseball-themed proposal, which I love. But we're not here to talk about you or me. We're here to talk about week one in the Iowa high school season, taking a look at the area, how they did in week one. Hempstead is currently one and four. Waller is ranked sixth in 3A, currently on a three-game losing streak, and they are four and three. Beckman currently ranked fourth in 2A. They are two and three. Western Dubuque, the only undefeated team in the area, the defending state 3A champions, are ranked number one, and they are five and zero oh overall. And Senior is currently two and four. They're on a two-game winning streak when they upset Number sixth ranked Pleasant Valley. And actually, I misspoke. Cascade is also undefeated. They are ranked ninth in 2A, and they are 1-0. Oh. Elise, I know you have Dyersville-Beckman ties. Are we going to get a Dyersville-Beckman bias from you, or are you going to be straight across the board like I try to be? I will definitely be straight across the board. Um, there's definitely rivalries between Beckman and Cascade, uh, Beckman and Western Dubuque being so close together. But my husband and I are totally unbiased. Every night we come home and we discuss different stats. Um, different things we'll talk about here on the podcast, I'm sure. But he was very excited for uh, Cooper Hummel's uh, no-hitter, I think. And if I, I stand like uncorrected on that and we got to see western dubuque play beckman at western dubuque um at the farley field and we're rooting for both teams it's exciting to see some great baseball so i will definitely be as unbiased as possible i do have a son on the beckman team but he's not quite uh playing full force varsity yet so i'll stay as unbiased as possible <laughs> elise you mentioned one thing from week one that stood out to you know people in the community will argue about the no-hitter. They say it's not a no-hitter if they didn't go a complete seven innings, and we know that game was shortened due to the mercy rule. I consider it a no-hitter. Cooper Hummel threw four innings, did not give a single hit in Cascades, 19 to nothing victory over Midland. But what stood out to you in week one? You went to a couple games, you follow the podcast, you follow a lot of stuff going on in the area. What stood out to you most about week one? I will 
touch on that no hitter. I do think it's very hard in today's pitch count issues that we have in high school. So it's harder for these kids to stay in a whole game when you think about future games coming up or the schedule ahead and where you want a pitcher to pitch. And when you're mercying somebody, it's hard to keep somebody in like that. Um, as far as other things that stood out, I would say that um, Cascade really only had one game that we're basing that whole week off of, which is hard. And it, it's an interesting concept because one thing I wanted to touch on is not to talk about Beckman too much. But out of their starters, seven um, of their varsity players start varsity soccer. And we are currently like still in regionals with that. And they still had four, uh, four nights of baseball, five games this week. Um, not a lot of other teams got hit with that at all. Cascade's the only other one that had athletes playing dual sports right now, but they only had one game last week, so that's something. Um, Waller coming out kind of cold. Definitely surprised me, considering looking at their roster, they have several seniors still out there. But, you know, it's still so early in the season that it's hard to say that this is going to uh, hold strong. And sometimes teams come out sleepy and then, finish strong but I am not surprised by Western Dubuque's 5-0 and I think that they are going to dominate this entire season I will speak on Wallert because Wallert does have Ryan Brogius, one of the best players in the state. He was state champion track player. The three-game losing streak, he was not at either one of those games. And they also had a couple other starters as well. I, I'm going to throw this out there. There's a great thread that I um, retweeted, Coach Manaman on Twitter, if you don't follow me. And I found it on Western Dubuque's Twitter page. And there was just a high school coach who just tweeted how awful the start of week one is. They pushed the season up a week last last year. And there should not be kids in state track missing a week of baseball. I know Beckman got hit with soccer. I know Beckman also got hit with um, golf. with golf as well. And it's just difficult. Let those teams finish their season. And then let's have everybody together and, and everybody go out and, and compete. And you look at how that affected some teams. Um, and you look at those great players that, that were gone. And players should not have to choose. So that's, that's me on week one. I like how Cascade only scheduled one game so they can have their plethora of talent there. But, Elise, what are some storylines that you are looking forward to following this baseball season after week one. Um, I would definitely, I'm looking forward, sorry. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing um, where Western Dubuque takes this 5-0. and They can continue to dominate the season, like I said. Um, I do think that Wallert will pick it up. Like you said, they had some state track stars, as well as Western Dubuque. They had a couple uh, track guys that, we're at state as well, I believe, and breaking some records. So it'll be interesting to see where those storylines go. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more out of the Dubuque schools, senior in Hempstead stepping up a bit, but we'll see um, where those players take it. And Beckman is young with some pitching needed. So um, as, if they can get some younger guys to step up and maybe get some more pitchers in there that could turn that around as well I definitely think when you're talking about moving the season up with that dead week in the end of July I think that that should in my opinion be removed because we have so many people playing multiple sports in the spring and now it's colliding with summer that it definitely affects these players where I do not feel like the fall is as stressful on students so 
that's just my opinion and i agree with you like we want multi-sport athletes but it's hard when they're trying to play three or four sports at a time especially these small schools like beckman and cascade we do and i just think of football you would never ask a football player to miss a game to take part in another sport. You'd never ask a basketball player to take part. Here are the two storylines that I'm really looking forward to for the upcoming season. First things first, Casey Bryant told his team last year that he is not going to shave until they lose a game. Coach, Brian, I'm a little disappointed because I saw you and you have been trimming that beard, my friend. All right. So... Yes, I'm curious to see. I, I sometimes want to pinpoint look at their schedule. When will Coach Bryant uh, fully shave? I love having a beard. It hides my double chin. That's why I always have a full beard. And I'm curious to see. Last year, Western Dubuque was on nobody's radar. They came in with a record from the year before that was below 500. And they surprised a lot of people, won their first ever state championship. Congratulations to them. And I always like new faces and new places. So we have Dyersville Beckman with a new head coach and Ryan Mabe, friend of the podcast, great guy, love talking to him. Always like to see what they keep from the regime before, and he's got some huge tradition that he needs to continue, and then also what they bring to the new program. And Tyler Soigling coming in from Phoenix, Arizona, good friend of mine, I'm disappointed he moved back to the area, now I have no place to stay for free during spring training every year, but I'm curious to see how he hopes to rebuild that program after a couple down years. Elise, I'm going to talk about some of the stat leaders. These are all classes, and here are the leaders now. We have Cooper Hummel from Cascade, leads the state in hitting with a 1,000 batting average. Luke Sigworth from Beckman is currently at fourth with a 909 on batting average on the young season. Luke Sigworth from Beckman is also tied with home runs for the state. This is all classes in 2A. Luke had an unbelievable streak come to an end of 20 consecutive at-bats. He reached by a base hit, a walk, or a hits Beckman. That ended when the outfielder made an amazing diving catch on a low sinking line drive. Freshman sensation Brett Harris from Western Dubuque is second in the state with nine RBIs. Tanner Anderson, sophomore sinker baller from Western Dubuque, is currently tied with two wins to lead the state. Jack Walsh and Caden Klein, Jack from Wallert, Caden from Senior, are tied for the lead in the state with saves. They both have two saves. Western Dubuque has two sluggers on the leaderboard with doubles. That's Isaac Thane and Hunter Quigliano are tied for third with three doubles each. John Willie last week was trending on the PK podcast. He's currently leading the state in triples with three. And senior Rams, and I'm sorry, Waller slugger, Patrick the Hammer Fitzgerald is also on that list as well. He has two triples on the year. Stop me if you've heard this name before, but Luke Sigworth, who earned Dude of the Week last week on two different occasions. Thank you for your nominations that came in nightly. He currently leads the state in total bases with 18. Senior Ram John Willie comes in fourth with 13 total bases. Luke Sigworth, again, is among third in on-base percentage. He's reaching base at a 944 percentage, which is incredible to reach base nine of ten times. And his teammate, Luke Shields from Beckman, is third in the state in walks, and he has eight free passes 
on the year. Elise, I just hit you with a lot looking at those players, looking at the stats on the leaderboards here. Those are all classes. What stands out to you most? Um, I definitely, I know I didn't want to talk too much about Beckman, but Luke Sigworth, you can't deny like what he's showing up and doing right away. It'll be exciting to see when the rest of his teammates can focus solely on baseball, how this team can come together. Um, another stat, obviously, Brett Harris is, was great. Um, when my son was pitching against him the other night, I was shocked to see him bunt because that was the only time I got to see him bat that night because I was coaching soccer prior to getting there. And so I was kind of looking forward to seeing him hit, but he definitely laid down a bunt. Um, Cooper Hummel, again, his stat, great for game one. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes, but the fact that we have so many of these area kids hitting great statistics says something says something um, about the area and the tradition here of baseball and what these boys are carrying on it's deep in their soul from a young age and i i just can't wait to see these stats keep improving through the season yeah it's great to be on the leaderboard especially for all classes we did not um, filter anything at all so one thing that stood out to me is um Western Dubuque, we know they have a great pitching rotation, and they have, I don't want to say an unknown, but he's new to varsity this year, and that is Tanner Anderson, a sophomore who's leading the state and wins with two. You just think of that great rotation they have there, and just to have another name to add to that rotation. And then also Hunter Quigliano, a guy who didn't get much varsity playing time last year off to a hot hot start i know his brother peyton quigliano had a great career at western dubuque as well and it seems that teams are approaching beckman they don't want luke shields to uh, hurt them so they are walking him and luke sigworth i think in the future is going to make teams think about twice about doing that and also if you're listening to this luke sigworth is up for th athlete of the week Go on there and vote for him. Stick around for more great content, but first, a word from one of our amazing sponsors. Dugout Sports in Fairfax, Iowa is a proud sponsor of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Train where the pros in Iowa train at Dugout Sports. They have top-notch instructors, offer amazing camps, led by owner and operator Jay Wannell. Find them on Facebook or with a simple Google search, Dugout Sports in Fairfax, Iowa, to get all your information. Next, we have our Genuine Landscape and Design Games of the Week. If you don't follow the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Instagram, please do that. We do run Game of the Week polls. Last week, all the polls were correct for the Games of the Week. All the fans of the podcast and Area Baseball picked them all correctly. Elise, we're going to go through the Games of the Week. I'm going to have you give us a prediction on the winners and also maybe a little in-depth report on those games. I am going to refrain from picking the winner because my phone could ring at any minute and I could be asked to umpire any of those games at any minute. And that might look bad in a close game if I picked a certain team to win a game and there's a key situation. But first game we have here, fourth ranked in two-way Beckman, 
travels to Petrakis Park to play sixth-ranked Waller for one game at 7 o'clock on Tuesday, May 23rd. Are you going to go with the hometown Blazers, or are you going to pick the Waller Golden Eagles to win that one? I'm going to have to go with the Blazers on this one. Um, I think that the boys will be coming off a high from a win tonight in soccer, and this is Monday, and um, I think that they'll come in hot and ready to start the week off strong. Keep track of how you do. And then if, if you and I do this every week, we can we can check to see what your record is. I should be doing that in semi-pro, but I'm yes. not. Home and home series, Thursday and Friday this week between Waller and Senior. Thursday night, the game will be at Senior. And Friday, it will end at Petrakis Park. Do you see a Waller sweep, a Senior sweep, or do you see the teams splitting the twin bill? I wish I knew who was pitching these games, um, kind of like on MLB app when you kind of get a little heads up on that. But I hate to do this to senior. I do think Waller is going to take the series and sweep them. All right. Little motivation for those senior Rams out there thinking <laughs> that their backs are against the wall and we're picking them. Last game. And it is taking place on Friday at beautiful Farley Park. Hempstead travels to defending champion Western Dubuque on Friday, May 26th. How do you see that shaking out? Do you see a Bobcat sweep, a Mustang sweep where Coach Bryant would finally have to shave that beard, or are you seeing a split? I think that... The beard is going to go strong through uh, Memorial Day weekend, and Western Dubuque is going to take the sweep here. So you think Casey Bryant's beard is going to to make? I wonder what his wife thinks about that beard. I'll have to talk to Jenny next time I see her. Now, couple things I do want to talk about for before Elise and I say bye is a popular section of the show in the past couple years has been the dude of the week. I wish Bound Iowa would break down the stats week by week by week, but after week one, it gets incredibly difficult to go through six teams, every single game they play, jotting things down. And with my crazy umping schedule and with two young kids at home, it's just very difficult for me to spend that much time on a Saturday or Sunday going through those stats. So I'm not going to continue the dude of the week. If we did it this week, it would be hands down Luke Sigworth. Congratulations, Luke. Keep up the good work. If there's anyone out there who would like to go through the stats and would like to break down who had the best week, whether it be on the mound or in the batter's box, send me that information. I will gladly bring it back. But I just do not have the time on weekends, and my umping schedule is Monday through Friday, and weekends have just been designated to my family time, and I kept my phone at home a lot while we went on some different hikes and and did some sort of things there. So thank you, everybody, for respecting that. If there's anybody that would like to do it, please um, jump on and do that. Elise, this was fun. We should do this again sometime. It was fun. I definitely think we should do like a week by week uh, 
unstoppable picks, maybe. You know what? You name it, and let's do it. If, if I can pencil you in all week, be my co-host for this upcoming season. I would be excited. And I can send all the hate messages to you when people get mad about uh, teams that I didn't pick or I got something wrong. How's that sound? That sounds great. <laughs> Elise, anything to add? that or anything to plug on your end before we hit into that podcast killing double play um the only thing i have to say is if you're not a debut county team i'd be uh be a little ready and prepared to play these guys they all look like they could have a great season and we're just starting out um it's kind of like uh, before the all-star break we can't say that these records will stand but i definitely think these teams are going to come and bring it before the state tournament elise thank you for joining me on the dubuque area baseball podcast if you're not a follower dubuque area baseball podcast on facebook and instagram or at coach manaman on twitter 643 we're out of here game show is brought to you by Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and also subscribe on Spotify.